never a problem at Titan MRI, and they'll even have your scan read same day. So no more excuses to start off the new year. Call Titan MRI today. Welcome to Hoop, There It Is, with WRUF Steve Russell and Gator basketball analyst Mark Wise. Hoop, There It Is, is brought to you by Crime Prevention Security Systems and Titan MRI. Now, let's go to the studio with Steve and Mark on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Can't tell you how excited I am be sitting alongside my bud Mark Wise. Forget the game. What game is happening tonight? We're talking hoops right now as we do hoop. There it is. We're going to be having this same time, 11 a.m. Monday, uh, and it's going to go almost until the end of the college basketball season. My friend, it's good to be working with you again and uh, be a lot of fun here. Yeah, thanks to a lot of people for putting this together, and Happy New Year to you. And same we you. are... Uh, we are deep in league play already. Yeah. Um, we're going to get to a lot of different things here, and I know you know, we'll start with Florida, Mark. Uh, you know, sometimes I fell into this trap. I, I did. You, 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 you win your first two in the league. You're going to a place. It, it was a tomb at the beginning of the game. No one was right. there. Right. No atmosphere. Missouri had averaged 59 points a game in league play, and they get 91. <laughs> Yeah, there were a couple things that I, when I went back and watched the, the game uh, yesterday, um, first of all, you know, you, you miss shots early and you dig yourself a hole. There was nothing wrong with Florida's defense the first six minutes of the game. I mean, they forced a couple of turnovers. Uh, Missouri missed shots. Florida's one and done on the glass. They're doing all the things. But eventually, when you cannot make, down, make shots, when you cannot knock down shots, it impacts your defense. And all all coaches say that. Well, it, okay, you, that's something you have to live with then. So Missouri did something very uncharacteristic, which was make shots, made threes, especially in the first half. They got on top, played with confidence, and, and just kind of wore Florida out. It's the first time I can remember uh, in a long time where Florida took that kind of beating where they really, in the second half, they were never in the game. No, and, and I don't know <clears throat> in watching the game, Mark, I'm sure Mike White wasn't pleased defensively, but – was it anything Florida wasn't doing defensively or just Missouri on that day making shots? Well, I think Missouri got into a balanced situation. When you make shots on the perimeter that you're not used to making, it makes your defense come a little bit further out, and then that opens up things at the rim. So they had a good balance between scoring at the arc and scoring at the rim, and, and Florida really just kind of got on the ropes defensively and was never able to get the fight of the game back into the middle of the ring. So credit Missouri for doing that. Now, if you're asking me to explain why Missouri shot the ball so well, can you explain to me how Michigan State went to Purdue and got beat by 8,000 <laughs> on Saturday as well, scoring only 42 points? Yeah. So again, you and I have talked about this on previous shows. I had a coaching friend who once told me you play 34 games a year, and twice a year you play really, really well for no rhyme or reason, and twice a year, you play really, really poorly for no rhyme or re reason. And then you live in the 30 games th that are in between. So I had a baseball guy talk to me the other day about the exact same thing. No matter how good you are in baseball, you're going to win 54 games. And no matter how bad you are, you're going to lose 54 games. It's the 54 in the middle that will define your success. 
Well, that's kind of the way I look at the uh, Florida game. I, I just think that's one of those two outliers that you're going to have uh, every year. Not only are we going to take a look at Florida, uh, the SEC, but part of the beauty of doing this show is we will talk about college basketball in general. So uh, let's do that. Let, let's start with um, Baylor. I, Mark, I don't know that anybody saw Baylor being as good as they are. Did you? No, not at this level. Not to go into Lawrence and win like they did the other day. They're number one in the net right now. Good news for Florida because uh, that re- represents a quadrant one opportunity. And we're going to get into the quadrants, maybe not today, but next week for sure. And I'm going to do some explaining about the quadrants and how that works. But um, it's a big-time opportunity for Florida when they come to Gainesville in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. Uh, it's one of those things that that matchup zone that uh, uh, that uh, uh, Scott Drew runs at Baylor is very difficult to get uh, quality looks. Kansas found that out the hard way. Um, so, uh, again, I didn't see it coming, but uh, they're as good as anybody in the country right now. There's another team, and it's in our league, that I, I'm not sure about, and that's Auburn. I, I know they're good. No, they're really good. But they, their, their non-conference schedule leaves a bit to be desired, doesn't it? Yeah, it wasn't the greatest of non-conference schedules. But here's the thing about Auburn that I really like. Everybody talks about all the production that they lost, and they did. And when you're talking about Bryce Brown and Harper at the point and Okiki on the wing, but they also brought back seven seniors. And, and the seniors are playing dynamite, whether you're talking about McLemore or Purifoy, Dowdy's having an All-American kind of year. And this is by far the best that Austin Wiley, the big fellow, is playing block to block. Uh, you throw that in with the creativity of Bruce Pearl and his system on both ends of the floor, the fact that they spread the floor in that wide flex offense, shoot a lot of threes, make a lot of threes. Uh, they're legit. Okay. They are, and I had them earlier in the year. They're they're impressive to watch, uh, especially when you see them live. Gators get a chance, to and they see get them. to see them coming up <laughs> real yeah, quick on Saturday. As a matter of fact, all right, let's do our play of the week. It's brought to you by Center State Bank with five Alachua County locations to serve you better. Play of the week, my friend. Well, I don't know if a lot of people saw this, but Ryan Daly is a guard for St. Joe. They played Florida earlier in the year, and they were on the road at Davidson the other day. They were down three late in the game. And a guy for St. Joe's going for the tying three. And the guy from St. Joe is going to throw a pass to a teammate as Daly is running in between them. You, trust me, people, you need to look at this. You won't believe the shot he makes. So as he throws it to his teammate, Daly runs in between them and kind of one-handed, kind of catches the ball, fumbles it off one foot, kind of Chris Gioza-like against Wisconsin, and throws it, kind of harpoons it. They had to go back and review it to see where it all happened so fast. The ball goes in, tying three. Wow. So now Davidson wins the game in overtime. But nonetheless, if you have not seen this play, uh, it's an unbelievable view. Excellent. Now, one of my favorite times is people getting a chance to ask you questions. Now, we're going to do that over the course of the show in two ways. Uh, one is through email and questions that get sent to us for Mark. The other way is going to be through phone calls that we will do later on. But now it's time for our questions of the week brought to you by Paul Gardner Chiropractic, committed to your comfort and care. If you have questions for Mark you want to send in, you can do it to hoop, there it is, show, hoop, there it is, show at gmail.com. 
Okay, so let's start, Mark. Eddie in DeLand, on Saturday the Gators' game play against Missouri was flat. Why inconsistency? Where's the fire they had against Alabama? How does Coach White remedy that? Uh, I, I will be glad to explain that if you can explain Michigan State to me. <laughs> It's the same thing. I mean, you're not going to be ready to play. You're not going to be peak performing all 34 games. I'm going to list it as an outlier. It's the first time I've seen Florida Florida that flat. You know, Nemhard's been really great, and I thought he just looked a little tired maybe. Um, They had early shots that I saw that were wide open. Johnson had uh, one in the corner early. They pushed the ball in transition. Locke had a couple early. They don't. You know, you start one for 11, that starts wearing on you. Uh, Ryland and Lake City, if the Gators continue to play, oh boy, if the Gators continue to play like this, will they make the tournament? Um, again, enjoy the journey. We're on Chapter 5, the book, the final chapter. You, you're asking me about the final chapter. It hasn't been written yet. We can't answer that. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey, the book. Enjoy the, the, the twists and turn the plot twists, if you will. Booker in Fort White, it was snowing in Missouri on Saturday. Could the weather have affected the players? Well, sure. I was in Tulsa on Saturday, and it was snowing. It might have affected Houston down the stretch. They didn't score either in the last. They didn't make a field. So, again, I want to come back to this. Houston goes to Tulsa the other day and basically controls the game, especially in the second half on the offensive glass. But Houston goes the last five minutes of the game. It doesn't make a shot. So they end up, uh, Tulsa scores the last nine points of the game, and they beat Houston and upset Houston by two. Uh, coaches can talk all you want to all day long about defending and rebounding. But most of the time, most of the time, this is not the case Saturday in Missouri, but most of the time it's because you couldn't score is the reason why you can't win. Chris in Daytona, what does Coach White need to bring to the game to defeat Ole Miss on Tuesday? Well, he needs more guys to be productive. Uh, you know, I, I think you basically know what you're getting from certain guys, and then other guys have kind of been roller coasters, and it's hard to rely on freshmen. And I, I, that's true for Mike White or Kelvin Sampson, um, even John Calipari. I mean, the freshman that he has, whether you're t- not Maxie, Maxie's a different animal. But if you're talking about Whitney or those other Brooks and those other guys, I mean, they roller coaster. And so for Florida and Mike White, um, the, the freshmen that he has that are playing significant minutes, whether you're talking about Payne or Mann or Glover, have really roller coastered. And when they tend to play their best or play well, then Florida tends to play pretty well. Well, you just can't get that from freshmen every night. It doesn't work that way. You want to hit the fast-forward button with freshmen? I talk to that about coaches all the time, and they all just kind of chuckle. Yeah, I'd really like to ha- find that button. It doesn't exist. Chris and Dayton, or I did that one already. Alfonso and Gainesville, with games like unranked Purdue defeating eighth-ranked Michigan State. There you State, go. There you go. The top 25 continues to shuffle. Is the top 25 just an indicator of who's hot right now and less of who will be hot come March? Wow, that's a great question. Um, it's more of an indicator of who's hot right now. I do think the net ranking, if you ever want to it, it, just Google NCAA team sheets and kind of follow along, and you'll eventually get to uh, the men's team sheets, which are updated daily. Anybody can access. The team sheets are a more true indicator than the rankings of where teams uh, lie right now. 
Uh, I think Florida this morning when I looked is 56. If you're if you're thinking about the NCAA tournament, if you want to be safely safely in, you probably need to be 45 or below. The good news for Florida is that they have nine quadrant one opportunities remaining on their schedule, and unlike a lot of teams, your most of your quadrant one opportunities are on the road because there's a wider range. If you play one through 75 on the road, that is a quadrant one opportunity. If you only play one through 30, you have to play that group at home in order for it to qualify as a quadrant one. Florida has nine such opportunities. Five of the nine are at home. That is that is big time opportunities. It is. And finally, Robert and Pensacola. Did you see Auburn starting their season 13-0 and and becoming the jewel of the SEC this season? Did anybody predict this? Well, again, I'm going to come back to um, I, I give a lot of credit to Bruce Pearl and his ability to get the most out of his team, uh, but he also had a lot of returning pieces that a lot of coaches did not have uh, that had played together. Now they're being asked to step up in a new role. The only freshman who plays significant minutes at Auburn right now um, from a from a big time minute perspective is Okoro Isaac Okoro, and he's a first rounder. I mean, he's a, he's a one and done guy. So uh, that the way he has mixed all the returning pieces and fit in that freshman to to be where they are, very impressive. Let me ask one more. I'm gonna and Stephen Gainesville has a question here too. From um, speaking of Auburn, okay, you is me- that you? That is me. You <laughs> mentioned before um, about what what Bruce Pearl does from an X and O standpoint, right? Okay, right. And offensively, right. And they shoot a lot of threes, and boy, when they're on, they're fun to watch. Defensively, Mark, switch this around. What do you do against what he does to try to counteract that? Well, nobody's done it successfully. Right. And nobody did it successfully last year as well. Um, you know, I think what you have to do is you have to overcommit at the arc against Auburn. You have to make them beat you two at a time. And they had trouble doing that because Austin Wiley, he's been injured a lot. He's been inconsistent a lot. But now they have a legit block-to-block player. Now, they'll, they'll throw other guys in there on isolation like McLemore. They'll post him up and let him go one-on-one. But against Auburn, I think you have to sell out at the arc. It begins there. Much more to come. And that is, our, by the way, our Question of the Week segment brought to you by Paul Gardner Chiropractic. Committed to your comfort and care. Again, if you want to get questions before the show to Mark, hoop, there it is, show at gmail.com. We'll take a break and come back a whole lot more as we continue with our First podcast of many coming up to Talking Hoops. Hoop, there it is. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. There are plenty of used cars dealerships in town, but there's only one official hometown automotive partner of the Florida Gators, and that is Davis Pre-Owned Auto Outlet. Gainesville's newest dealership is as hot as the Gators were this year, and... If you bleed orange and blue, Davis Pre-Owned Auto Outlet is the place for you. With just about any car you could ask for, they are there to make sure you drive away with what you want. This is Steve Spurrier reminding you to visit saveatdavis.com for your pre-owned needs. At Center State Bank, they put business first. They're the largest community bank in the state of Florida and understand that small businesses need a community business partner that they can rely on. Center State has five convenient Alachua County locations to serve you better. They invite you to come in and experience the Center State difference. To learn more, visit centerstatebank.com. Center- 
Lake Area Metal Solutions is the official metal roofing supplier of the Florida Gators, and they can help you beat both the rain and the heat. Not only are they the only metal roofing manufacturer owned and operated in Alachua County, but they also have lightning-fast turnaround times, saving you both time and money. Lake Area Metal Solutions is committed to fast, friendly customer service made by contractors for contractors. Call us at 352-481-ROOF and visit us at lakeareametals.com. I'm Steve Spurrier, sometimes called the head ball coach, and I'm here to tell you I got the SUV that I drive from Davis. Well, Coach, you're not the only one because I got the vehicle that I drive from Davis Gainesville Chevrolet, but the question is now, how do we get everybody else in town to jump on the Davis bandwagon? If you bleed orange and blue, Davis is the place for you. Davis Automotive Group, the official hometown automotive partner of the Florida Gators. So what you waiting for? Get to Main Street today and check out Davis Gainesville Chevrolet because real Gators drive Davis. The best Cuban coffee and cuisine north of Miami are located right here in town at Miapa Latin Cafe. Start your day with a delicious Cuban breakfast featuring beef and eggs, stuffed arepas, and their local favorite, cafe con leche. Or join them for lunch and enjoy a classic Cuban sandwich and one of their many freshly squeezed fruit juices and smoothies. And don't forget dinner, featuring their top dishes made with the most authentic ingredients, like arroz con pollo and ropa vieja. Located on 34th Street in Gainesville, US 441 in Alachua, and online at miapalatincafe.com. Miapa, a proud supporter of the Florida Gators. Welcome back to Hoop, There It Is on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Worry less with crime prevention security systems by preventing package theft with their doorbell camera. Contact them today at cpss.net. Alongside Mark Wise, I'm Steve Russell. Welcome back to Hoop, There It Is. We'll be talking Hoops, not only Gator Hoops, SEC Hoops, but nationally every Monday at this time at 11 o'clock. Time now for Sub of the Week, brought to you by Miapa Latin Cafe, home of the Ybor City, Tampa Cuban, Miami Cuban, and the Key West Cuban. Mark, you'll be proud of me. I did a little research here. I noticed. Yeah. Um, Baylor. Um, And then I I was vacillating between two, but I'm going to go with... Dexter Dennis, yeah, Wichita. Are they? They're really red hot right now. Yeah, I had them against Ole Miss. Uh, Dexter Dennis is an interesting story. He's coming off the bench now. Right before Christmas against VCU, he he just went to Greg Marshall and said, "I I, I need to get away." I mean, I, he's a sophomore. Uh, he had a good freshman year, and and Wichita State has put out a plethora of really good four year players. Uh, whether you and you you know. The guys that come to mind right away are, are are Fred Van Fleet and Ron Baker, and and they've got a guy named Eric Stevenson right now who's kind of in that mold. But Dennis, I thought, was on on pace to be maybe the next great four year guy at Wichita State, but he just he just checked out, and 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 so he was gone uh, for about ten days and missed three games, and has come back and has kind of worked his way back into the lineup in terms of coming off the bench and now gives them a very valuable six-man, played really well in that overtime win at uh, UConn yesterday where Wichita State gave away a nine-point lead with a minute five to go. So whenever these sorts of things happen to Florida, you need to also know that they happen (laughs) around the country, but you're up nine with a minute five to go. Uh, and, and end up uh, getting uh, getting a win in overtime and lucky to do so, but uh, didn't handle the pressure. But Dexter Dennis, um, 
anytime you as a coach you have a guy that you can go to on the bench who can give you 15 on a given night man what a bonus that is yep so he's he's my sub of the week and that's where i'm going man okay well great great minds think alike and and you know those are very rare you, that's you, what i yes. you, you don't get those all the no, time no no not at all i mean you may get a guy one night you know, who, for example, yeah. you know, Omar Payne might come in one night and, you know, 10 points, 8 rebounds. Okay, but not right. instant offense like well, that. Okay, let me give you this example. So Tulsa has a player named Darian Jackson. Darian Jackson, the reason why I know this, folks, I had the game on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. uh, Darian Jackson was 0 for 4 at the arc this season and comes off the bench. And his, big, his first year, his freshman, first year at Tulsa, he was 0 for 19. He is 0 for 23 at the arc at his tul- in his Tulsa career. And what does he do Saturday? He makes three three-point shots, including a four-point play where he gets fouled taking a late three and a clock. So when those sorts of things happen, you're talking about a lift, a bonus. Speaking of that, um, we have seen games this year where scores have varied wildly. Right. We've seen high offensive output. We've seen Michigan State stink it up yesterday with, what, 44, whatever they had against Purdue. Right. Um, How much is the new three-point line, in your view, affecting the game? A lot. I think coaches, for the most part, whiffed on the impact it was going to have. Really? So I'll put it to you this way. I'll throw some numbers at you. Okay. A year ago, 64% of all teams shot 33.3% or better at the arc. Now, why is 33.3% at the arc? Well, I can do this. Okay. Here's why the the math works here. If you take six two-point shots and you make three, that's six points. That's 50%. If you take six three-point shots and make two, that's still six points, and that's 33.3%. So that's why these two are the, the equitable scoring uh, efficiency, if you will. So last year, 64% of all teams Division One made 33.3% or better. So let me, let me again... 64% better than 33.3%. This year, that number is 46%. Wow. So it is a big drop. Last year in the SEC, of the 14 teams, 10 teams, 10 teams shot this figure or better. Right now, three. Three of the 14 are shooting this figure. Now, I say that I didn't look this morning. I looked maybe two days ago. But but the point is, three-point shooting is down. That means there are more misses. That means there's more contact. There's more rebounds. I think that's why the NCAA came back and said about three weeks ago, we need more whistles. I. As you well know, <laughs> I have been a big fan. We need more whistles. Yep, we, I'm with we, you. We do not have freedom of movement in our game. Let's let's quit let's quit faking it. It, it. We just don't have it. A guy goes block to block, he's getting bodied. A guy drives, he's getting bodied. 
We must call more fouls until guys stop fouling and coaches stop teaching it. All right. Now, favorite thing I'm going to have Mark do throughout this whole thing is a Chalk Talk segment. It's brought to you by Gators Dockside, wings, ribs, seafood, and sports, all at Gators Dockside. All right, I'm going to turn this over right. to Mark. I'm going to... So one of the things that's so prevalent in college basketball right now is on-ball screening. We screen the guy who has for the, with the ball uh, to set up your offense, to create mismatches, to get a switch. So there's several ways to defend the on-ball screen. So here's the guy with the ball, here's the defender, here comes the screener, and here's his defender. So there are several ways that people can do this. They, they do with this guy what they call a hard hedge, where he comes all the way out and discourages the dribbler. He also can do what they call, and this is what Florida does a lot of, as this guy goes, the defender drags the dribbler around, allowing his defender to, time to recover and get back in front. But with the new three-point line and what we're seeing is this. When this guy comes up to screen on the ball and he comes off, we're seeing this defender go under the screen. They are daring, so I'll redraw it on this side. What they're doing is they are daring this dribbler to shoot this shot off the bounce. It's not as effective. The analytics tells us that it, you're, just think about this. It, it, if you're shooting a shot and you're doing it off the bounce, there's a lot of moving parts. Your feet, your ball, your ball. Whereas when you're a catch and shoot guy, you're already in position. All you're doing is catching. There's less, it's a quieter shot. There are less moving parts. It's no different than the quarterback in the pocket, out of the pocket. If he's out of the pocket, there's a lot of noise going around, and it's harder to be more accurate. The same is true in, in making shots. So what we're seeing is more and more teams are going under the screen, which is daring the guards, the perimeter players, to shoot those threes off the bounce. The other thing that we're finding is that the four men, um, the stretch fours and the stretch fives around the country, are getting a little bit exposed. Guys that made the three-point shot a year ago, shooting in the mid-30s, are now shooting in the 20s. Let me ask a question. If everything happens as you see it here, yeah. okay, now, you're daring that guy to shoot. Right. Okay? If he does not shoot, right. reset, what do you do at that point? Well, that's the beauty of running offense. You had, then, then you have to initiate, I think you have to run your offense Go ahead and, and get into your action. Now, when is this an acceptable shot, in my view? It's an, acceptable, it's an acceptable shot late in a possession. The clock's inside six. You don't have time to run offense. I'm saying when a team initiates their offense in the first half of a shot clock, this is not a good shot. But when it's late in the possession, you get a late clock. The guy goes under. There's four on the shot clock. You're not gonna get, you may not get a better look. So, again, situational basketball. Love it. Chalk Talk brought to you by Gators Dockside. Wings, ribs, seafood, and sports. We'll take a break. Come back. 
We will open phone lines in just a bit. So uh, you've got a call for a question for Mark. Get it ready. He will take it here on Hoop. There it is, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Everyone is raving about Titan MRI with the highest rated MRI facilities in town. Titan MRI is the place to go. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town. Joe and his staff have more than two decades of experience in Gainesville and they've helped heal thousands of athletes in the local area. At Titan MRI, the average scan time is 10 to 15 minutes, so you'll have plenty of time to get back to work and live in a life pain-free. Don't wait. Tell your doctor to refer you to Titan MRI. MRI or call them today at 672-6644. The school year is back and no one does after school like Oquito America. Martial arts, academic tutoring, Spanish classes, art classes, science classes, sports programs, and free transportation. Oquito America has classes for all ages to teach valuable life lessons and provide plenty of exercise. Starting at just $79 a week for after school and as always, transportation is completely free. Oquito America, located at 6900 Southwest Archer Road and online at oquitoamerica.com. Hurry Sign up for After School at Okito America today before classes fill up. Hi, I'm Coach Steve Spurrier, and I am a member of the Campus USA Credit Union. The Gator Nation has been counting on Campus USA Credit Union for over 80 years. Campus supports the Gators and our community. Campus membership is open to all UF students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Come see why over 100,000 members, like me, count on Campus USA Credit Union. So put some star power to work in your financial life. Visit CampusCU.com and join today. Gators Dockside is your Gators Sports Headquarters. We've got the most games on the most screens, including our three huge projector screens. So rep your orange and blue, bring your friends, and join us for the best wings in town, as chosen by the Gainesville Suns People's Choice Awards. We're also serving up mouth-watering burgers, sandwiches, and salads. And don't forget about our daily two-for-one specials on select drafts, house wine, and liquor. Make Dockside your Gator Sports Headquarters and never miss a minute of the action. See you at Gators. Are you buying or selling? Whatever phase of real estate you find, yourself in, you can trust Doreen Weeby at Coldwell Banker MM Parish Realtors. Whether you're moving in or moving out, Doreen Weeby will provide you with the fast, friendly, and reliable service that she has built her reputation on. It's no surprise that Doreen won Best Real Estate Agent in the Gainesville People's Choice Awards. Gainesville, Alachua, Newberry, and all of Alachua County, trust the best and call Doreen Weeby today at 352-562-1411 or visit them online at yourdreamscomehome.com. Welcome back to Hoop, There It Is on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. At Titan MRI, no insurance is no problem. And that Titan MRI has same-day scheduling available. Call them up and start feeling better today. That's TitanMRI.com. Welcome back to Hoop. There It Is alongside Mark Wise. I'm Steve Russell. Tara is our producer today. We thank her for her work uh, now we're going to get to our Coach of the Week, brought to you by Lake Area Metals, the official metal roofing supplier of the Florida Gators. I- I'm gonna, you're gonna like look at me and go, "This is so obvious," but there's a guy, Mark, that I don't think gets enough respect, and that's Mark Few. Wow, good one. You know, all Gonzaga does is win and be near the top, and and you never think of them you think of you know Kansas and I get all that but that guy does a great job coaching there yeah he does a nice job of mixing four-year players and transfers I mean they have been as active uh, on the transfer market as anybody in the country in terms of 
quality transfers. I mean, big time transfers who perform at a high level. So, you know, Killian Tilly's the four year guy, Kispert's a four year guy, but they've had a plethora. Uh, a multitude of transfers that have really performed, and, I, and I, I think that's a good choice. My coach of the week, if, hey, look, if your program that you're coaching at is 0 for 59 playing at another team's arena and you finally win, I, I think that gets you some accolades, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it does. So my coach of the week is Brad Brownell of Clemson because Clemson went to Carolina. And well, now I get it, folks. Clemson, I mean, uh, Carolina, Cole Anthony uh, is out, and I don't know if he'll come back or not. And this is not Roy Williams, and he'll be the first to admit this. This is not his very first, uh, not his very best team. And they didn't foul at the end, which I totally disagree with. Uh, so, so they got beaten in overtime. But nonetheless, uh, Clemson bro- broke the uh, 0 for 59 record first at, in Carmichael and now in the Dean Dome. So, um, congratulations to Clemson. And of course, maybe the timing was right with the game, some kind of game going on tonight. Speaking of Roy Williams, um, he's been criticized a little bit, Mark, for saying, you know, this this is not one of my finest teams. He, you know, he kind right. of called his team out a little bit. And he got some criticism for that. Do you think that's warranted? Yes. No reason to go there. I, again, that, that's, that, those kinds of thoughts you just need to keep to yourself. That would be my opinion. Okay. Uh, now, it's time for our top four teams, brought to you by Doreen Weeby Realtor, voted best realtor in town by the People's Choice Award. Your top four. Wow. You know this is really difficult. Yeah, it is. So because they went to... Um, Kansas and one. I'm going to put Baylor at number one. That's me. I've got Duke at number two. That's me. Because people, people for some reason, because of the Stephen F. Austin thing, it's almost like Duke is under the radar. I mean, it's the only game that they lost. And, you know, Stephen F. Austin is a quality mid-major program. It, I, can't, I think it's kind of the way Duke lost that game with the late turnover and the run out at the buzzer. I've got Butler at number three. I think they're legit. Their only loss has been on the road by one point at Baylor, so a team that Florida's familiar with. And, of course, um, Hinkle Fieldhouse is as iconic a home court as as there is in the country. And then I've got Gonzaga number four. So those are my top four. They they would be my top four in some order. But there's there's a team I'm anxious to ask you about because I'll be honest, I don't know anything about him. San Diego State. Right. What makes them so good? Transfer. Malachi Flynn, the transfer from Washington State, is a big-time, big-time point guard, averaging about 16 points a game, six assists a game. He's a handful. Now, they've always had the great pieces at San Diego State in in terms of the way that they get out with their length and strength and block-to-block um, and deny on the wings. But they've kind of lacked a point guard in their last four or five years. Well, they have got one to the nth degree. He is a – if you get a chance to watch him, I'm going to talk a little bit more about San Diego State a little bit later, but uh, he, he's legit. There's another team I want to ask you about, one that Florida's very familiar with, and that's Florida State. Right. We all know their length. We, we all know what they can do. But they've had trouble at, at, at times this year scoring the basketball, right? But – they're starting to get it now, aren't they? Well, again, their scoring may fluctuate a little bit, but that length and strength that I keep talking about defensively, you know, if you want to be good defensively, I've always said this, you have to have great team speed. That's 
first and foremost, and Florida State has that. You have to have length, the ability to block shots at multiple positions, and Florida State seems to have had that for the last 10 years. And then you've got to be committed. You've got to be committed to your defensive style, and certainly they are. So um, Florida State has surprised me with their success in terms of wins and losses. They have not surprised me in terms of how they play and how difficult it is to score against them. I'm going to flip this now, my friend, okay? I I gave you some teams, San Diego State. Not that Florida State wasn't good, but they're scoring a little better than I thought. Is there a team beginning of the year that you thought can be pretty good and maybe has disappointed a little bit? Davidson, uh, one of the preseason picks in the A-10. They have really struggled. They've got a player of the year candidate uh, coming back in Gunmanson. Um, they they just got a lot of pieces and they just have not put it together. And so um, I, to me, they, they are as surprising um, as, as to their struggles as any team I've, I've kind of looked at this season. Now, Baller of the Week, brought to you by Okito America, your after-school martial arts and birthday party headquarters. Baller of the Week, Mark Wise. Did you know you were setting me up? Oh. You didn't have any idea, did you, when no. you asked me about the disappointment, disappointing team and I mentioned Davidson. So yeah. I'm going to stay in the same league Okay. in the A-10. If you have not, if you have not seen Obi Toppin play for Dayton, this is a legit first-round pick. You'll be done at Dayton after this year. He's one of those what-do-you-need guys. If you need 20 points, he'll give it to you. Do you need 10 points, uh, 10 rebounds, he'll give it to you. You need four or five blocks, he'll give it to you. Six foot eight, runs the floor, can shoot out on the perimeter. He's the complete package. Uh, he's my baller of the week. Now, he did turn his ankle the Saw other that. day, so yeah. I'm anxious to see uh, what transpires here in the next couple of weeks. But um, he, he's a hidden gem. All right, we're going to take a break, come back, and then we're going to open our Campus USA phone line. So questions for Mark. Hope you'll call us. Here on Hoop, there it is, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WYUF. Everyone is raving about Titan MRI with the highest rated MRI facilities in town. Titan MRI is the place to go. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town. Joe and his staff have more than two decades of experience in Gainesville and they've helped heal thousands of athletes in the local area. At Titan MRI, the average scan time is 10 to 15 minutes, so you'll have plenty of time to get back to work and live in a life pain-free. Don't wait. Tell your doctor to refer you to Titan MRI. MRI or call them today at 672-6644. How do you decrease your company's turnover? Well, ask the friendly staff at Radware. Nothing says thank you like a Yeti-style insulated cup with your company name on the side or a pair of logoed Costa sunglasses. When you want to make an impression, Radware is the place to go. Logoed sunglasses, mugs, water bottles, hats, shirts, umbrellas, pens, the list goes on and on. If you can think it, Radware can make it. No one does promotional items and customized apparel like Radware. Visit them online today at radware.com. At Center State Bank, they put business first. They're the largest community bank in the state of Florida and understand that small businesses need a community business partner that they can rely on. Center State has five convenient Alachua County locations to serve you better. They invite you to come in and experience the Center State difference. To learn more, visit centerstatebank.com. Center- 
Blake Area Metal Solutions is the official metal roofing supplier of the Florida Gators, and they can help you beat both the rain and the heat. Not only are they the only metal roofing manufacturer owned and operated in Alachua County, but they also have lightning-fast turnaround times, saving you both time and money. Blake Area Metal Solutions is committed to fast, friendly customer service made by contractors for contractors. Call us at 352-481-ROOF and visit us at lakeareametals.com. It's hoop season, and there's many of you out there will try and act like the Gators do on the court and relive the glory days. But when you get the aches and pains from doing the moves you shouldn't be trying anymore, you'll know it's time to see Dr. Paul Gardner, and he'll fix you up right. At Gardner Chiropractic and Injury, they've got affordable, no-stress care from sports injuries to chronic pain and headaches that won't go away. They've got many therapies that'll get you better in no time. They can even order MRIs, ultrasounds, CAT scans, x-rays, and blood work to get you diagnosed the right way. So call them today at 727-4438. Welcome back to Hoop. There it is on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. At Titan MRI, you'll visit the only locally owned and operated MRI imaging center in town. Call them up and start feeling better today. That's TitanMRI.com. All right, now, let's get some calls for Mark. It's been uh, fast-paced here. Only we've got about 20 minutes left. So give Mark a call. Let's talk some hoops. 392-8255, okay? So call us up. Got a question for Mark, basketball-wise, on our Campus USA phone line. Uh, please give us a call and talk some hoops. If not, I will do that with Mark, and I will start, Mark, by going to the SEC. Um, poor Vanderbilt. Oh. They, they lose their best player a year ago. Now they lose their best player again this year. Tough for Jerry Stackhouse. Yeah, it's almost unfair, and I have them Wednesday night. So, um you know, Aaron Neesmith is really having a player of the year kind of season. He's the leading scorer in the league by a lot. He's averaging more than 23 points a game. He's on everybody's draft board that I'm looking at in the back end of the first round. Um, he's just he's shooting 50% from the arc. Uh, this is a team that just cannot catch a break after losing Garland a year ago after he played just four games, I believe. So... You know, two consecutive years to lose your best player, um, and, and I got to tell you, without Neesmith, I, 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 we we have Vanderbilt on our Wednesday night crew sev- several times coming up in a row here, and I, I just, I don't know where they're going to find wins. I don't know where, I don't know where you're going to take. I don't know what team in the country can you take one guy out of the lineup who's averaging twenty three a game and expect to have a high degree of success. So, Because yeah. yeah, they played so well the other day at LSU uh, in terms of giving them a run for their money. Um, I want to talk SEC too, Mark, because last year, league was really good yeah. and really deep. Right. Okay? So, is the league less top-heavy and deeper in your estimation yes. than a year ago? Yes. It, it does not have... I don't know that it has a Final Four contender. Again, I keep coming back to, you know, we're on Chapter 6, so ask me again in a month. But right now, I don't see a Final Four contender. But I don't see a bottom end. You know, take Neesmith out, and I think. But look at what A&M's doing all of a sudden. A&M's now 2-1, yeah. and one, and, and Buzz Williams has them playing defense. And, and Josh Nebo, my goodness. Talk about a 
a linebacker body at six foot nine. He he reminds me of your body fat percent body fat. So very similar. Very similar. And yeah. so um, I don't know that a coach is going to look at other than Vanderbilt right now. Look at a stretch of games and go. I know we can get that one, and I know we can win there. And if we can get that one, we'll win three in a row. I don't I don't know that that exists. Um, another thing too about the league, Mark. I, I think sometimes fan expectation is out of whack. I'm, I'm sorry, it is. Let's take Tennessee. Yeah. Okay? Got a good coach there. Yeah. But look at the talent they lost from that team. It's hard to replace that. You mean two pros? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, again, you know, I, I think the one that probably surprised them of, of, lo- of leaving was Jordan Bone. Yeah. But you knew Schofield uh, was going to go. You knew Grant Williams was going to go, and they and they're pros. They're they're on rosters, um, and then you throw in the injury bug. Lamonte Turner is their returning uh, point guard, and he's kind of a point guard by necessity this year. But then he's out for the rest of the year with a shoulder issue. So they're they're having to um, kind of figure it out uh, on on the fly. It's kind of once you get into January, it's a bad time to be fin- figuring things out in terms of your roster management. So you're not going to replace those kind of guys, and then you've got the the lightning bolt of losing your point guard. Uh, Tennessee will struggle. I know they're two and one right now. They were lucky to win the other day against South Carolina, and South Carolina's got their struggles. Um, so again, uh, I I don't know that I I think that the league is going to be a grind. I just don't know that we're going to see a SEC team play in April. We got a call from Mark. You can give it to us three nine two eight two five five. We continue with our hoop. There it is podcast today. Mark Ole Miss. I, I thought last year uh, the, their their coaching job was magnificent. Got them to the NCAA tournament. As you look at Ole Miss this year, what do you see? I see a team without Terrence Davis, who's scoring points for the Raptors. So it's another team that lost a pro, uh, and they haven't replaced him, you know, with another pro. They've got two sophomores in in um, uh, Buffin and his running mate at the forward position, whose name escapes me right now. Uh, they've got two guards back in terms of Tyree, who leads them in scoring, and Schuler, um, the other guard. So they've got some veteran guys. I don't know that they have anybody block to block. They're figuring that out. Uh, they've struggled here in the early going, so um, uh, Florida needs to get them while they can. Yeah, like you said, bad time to be figuring here's, out. And in here's January. the other thing: you know, Kermit Davis, you know, you're going to see the one-three-one. I mean, you you know that's coming at some point in time. I had them in their game at Wichita State uh, maybe ten days ago, and they just got overwhelmed at, at Wichita State. Now that. A lot of people are going to overwhelm, get overwhelmed in the roundhouse. So one of the great college environments. If you've never tuned into a game, you need to tune into a game at Wichita State. Um, <clears throat> look, beginning of the year, Florida's ranked where it is. Right. Good, bad, wrong, right. Right. That's where they're ranked. As you look at this basketball team now, and this could this could change. You know, they could reel off something here in two weeks. Give me what you think its strength is, and if you're Mike White, what you might be worried about at this point. Well, I would be more worried about the inconsistent shooting. Um, so you have to define, I, 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 and I, this goes to the freshmen as well, because and I, whether we're talking about the Florida freshmen or the Wichita State freshmen or the Yukon freshmen or the Kentucky freshmen, if you're shooting a poor percentage, 
why don't you go into the coach and say, help me figure this out? Because not every shot at the collegiate level is a good shot. Where in the AAU world, every shot for these guys is a good shot. I talk about situational basketball. That's the thing that I think Florida's got to grow in. What does that mean? That means if you've come down three straight possessions and you've had two missed shots, good looks, you had a turnover, uh, the fourth possession doesn't need to be a quick trigger where the defender goes under the ball screen. Now you need something better. If you've come down and you've, you've made a couple in a row, you've, you've got, you're on a roll, you throw the ball ahead and lock is open, let it fly, man. But situationally, they have to be better at understanding what's going on around possessions. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure it does. Uh, the, the good news is uh, I like where Nemhart has grown lately. Now, not in terms of the Missouri game. I get that. But the way he played the two games prior to that, his mid-range game. I, and one of the things that it's interesting that you bring this up. I think we're going to have to reevaluate what the analytics tell us with the new three-point arc. And I don't think that's I don't think that's out yet, not enough data yet, but I think the mid-range 2 is going to be a little bit higher in an efficiency standpoint with the new arc until the new three-point shooting gets better, and I don't know that it'll get better this year. Nemhard has he was really good in the in the mid-range pull-up game in the previous two games. He had an early look against Missouri at the free throw line, wide open, missed it. As we further discuss, you, you go one for eleven, you're behind the eight ball, and you're playing uphill on the road. You don't want to play uphill on the road. For instance, if Florida gets down twenty-one to Alabama at Tuscaloosa, I doubt they come back and win that. Right. So you can't chase points on the road. Um. I, I like what I see from Florida defensively. I think they're at their best when they kind of mix in defenses. I, I, I don't think they're a f- straight 40-minute man. So that sprinkling in the 1-3-1, one, one, they played the 3-2 against Providence, threw them off. I, I think that's what defense is, is about nowadays. With, with, you must keep guys from getting into the paint off the bounce. That is number one. That, that should be everybody's number one goal because if that happens – the defense collapses. Now you're getting the catch-and-shoot threes, the highly efficient threes. So in order to do that, I think you're at – unless you're an extraordinarily quick and long team, which Florida is not on either, then it, it's really difficult to do that in just one defense. So I, that's what I would I, – I think I think Mike White will utilize that more and more as the SEC season goes along. I like hometown automotive partner of the Florida Gators. So what you waiting for? Get to Main Street today and check out Davis Gainesville Chevrolet because real Gators drive Davis. The best Cuban coffee and cuisine north of Miami are located right here in town at Miapa Latin Cafe. Start your day with a delicious Cuban breakfast featuring beef and eggs, stuffed arepas, and their local favorite, cafe con leche. Or join them for lunch and enjoy a classic Cuban sandwich and one of their many freshly squeezed fruit juices and smoothies. And don't forget dinner, featuring their top dishes made with the most authentic ingredients, like arroz con pollo and ropa vieja. Located on 34th Street in Gainesville, US 441 in Alachua, and online at MiapaLatinCafe.com. Miapa, a proud supporter of the Florida Gators. 
Hi, I'm Coach Steve Spurrier, and I am a member of the Campus USA Credit Union. The Gator Nation has been counting on Campus USA Credit Union for over 80 years. Campus supports the Gators and our community. Campus membership is open to all UF students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Come see why over 100,000 members, like me, count on Campus USA Credit Union. So put some star power to work in your financial life. Visit CampusCU.com and join today. Gators Dockside is your Gators Sports Headquarters. We've got the most games on the most screens, including our three huge projector screens. So rep your orange and blue, bring your friends, and join us for the best wings in town as chosen by the Gainesville Suns People's Choice Awards. We're also serving up mouth-watering burgers, sandwiches, and salads. And don't forget about our daily two-for-one specials on select drafts, house wine, and liquor. Make Dockside your Gator Sports headquarters and never miss a minute of the action. See you at Gators. Welcome back to Hoop, There It Is on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM. W-R-U-F. Connect more with crime prevention, security systems, and easily view cameras at your home or business. Contact them today at cpss.net. All right. Welcome back to our final segment. Don't forget, Sports Scene will come your way right after. But now it's time for our Team of the Week, brought to you by Davis Chevrolet, the official hometown automotive partner of the Florida Gators, Real Gators Drive Davis. Team of the Week, sir. Well, LSU's going to win tonight. You heard it from me first. Wow. But my basketball Team of the Week is Clemson. Uh, I'm going I'm to stick with that because 0-59, oh, oh that's just a, uh, that's a stupid figure. I mean, that you've never won at North Carolina, and then they go in and win at the Dean Dome the, uh, the other day, so... Congratulations to Clemson. But they will not win tonight. Team of the week for me is, is San Diego State because I know nothing about them and they're, in the top, <laughs> and they're probably going to be in the top ten. But you know what? That's what makes college basketball so good because you've got teams that play on the West Coast, you know, maybe get a chance to see them in prime time, right? and yet you, my friend, because of what you do, get a chance to see teams like that and get a chance to see them play and let us know how good they are. Uh, now, games to watch, brought to you by Radware, your promotional and custom apparel headquarters. I got one. Go. VCU Dayton. Oh, that's a good one. Because of Anthony Grant. When is it? It's, isn't it Tuesday? I know. It's your I, game. I think it's Come Tuesday. on. I think it's Tuesday. I think it's, I think it's tomorrow. All right, let's start with But how the, about that good matchup? Let's, it's a great matchup. Yeah. Let's, start, let's hope Obi Toppin gets to play. Yeah. Uh, let's start with the unbeatens. And okay. since you're anxious to see San Diego State play, they're at Fresno State Tuesday night. Okay. And they host Nevada on Saturday. Auburn, how about the, the week that Auburn has? They're at Alabama Wednesday night on the deuce. I wish I had tickets to that. If I wasn't working another game, I'd go to that game. Uh, how many threes will be shot in that game? <laughs> yeah. 59. Yeah. My over-under is 59. Yeah. And then they're at Florida here on Saturday, 130 CBS game. How about this? Kentucky at Arkansas on Saturday, 4 p.m. on ESPN. I, I'm anxious to see that. I, I have Arkansas uh, at home Wednesday night, so I'll get a little bit of a sneak preview there. And since I'm self-plugging, um, 
Houston at Wichita State on Saturday. I have that game. And uh, Wichita State, after only three games in the American, Wichita State is the only unbeaten remaining Jeez. since Memphis lost at Wichita State and Houston got upset the other day at Tulsa. But that's, that's going to be a rock fight. We don't, that's 4 p.m. Don't know which network that's going to be on yet, either E2 or EU. And then I'm going to give you another one in the Big East. And the Big East is, I think people are finally starting to talk about how good the Big East is this year. But at Hinkle Wednesday night, 6.30 early game on FS1, Butler and Seton Hall. Ooh, so yeah. the, the defense of Butler against the offensive prowess and creativity of Miles Powell, that's worth a watch. Real quick, a team I went to ask you about before, Arkansas, you mentioned. Right. That. They're a lot better. Why? Two reasons. One is um, they've gone small ball, and in order to play small ball, you better do something really well on the defensive end. They can't rebound with anybody. So they've created this mantra on the defensive end. They are number one in the country at defending the art. Number one in the country. Teams are only making 22% from bonus land against the Hogs. And the other thing is they have they are averaging nine and a half steals a game. So they're, they're allowing their defense to help out their offense. Then the other part of the equation is the one-two combination of Mason Jones and Isaiah Joe. They're as a high-scoring duo as there is in the country. Uh, I'm really excited to see them on uh, Wednesday night. Um, you know, Bud Walton seems to have a little bit of its magic back right now, and um, Arkansas has played lights out. Um, and I think I mentioned Vanderbilt earlier against LSU. It was Arkansas that lost to LSU by two, but then they go on the road and kind of come back late and win at Ole Miss the other day. So two and one in the league. There are so many things over the course of this year that we're going to discuss. We didn't even get to today. And for next week. Quadrants. Okay. We're going to talk quadrants Quadrants. And then what in the world happened to all those wiretaps, all those investigations, where do I have to be here next week for that? <laughs> That's a no win. Well, but That's I, a no win. But I hope you can I don't know ex- where it's, it's gone. It's, it's gone away. I, but it, but why has it gone away? I, I mean, that's that has baffled me and maybe there is no answer for it, but we'll delve into that. That is our show for today. Thanks to Tara for producing it. Thanks to my buddy Mark Wise. He's back. We are back next Monday at 11 o'clock, and we're going to be doing that throughout the college basketball season for our Hoop There It Is podcast. I'm Steve Russell. Stay tuned for Sports Scene on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Worry less and connect more with crime prevention security systems. View cameras at your home or business or prevent package theft with their doorbell camera. Crime prevention provides security and life safety with affordable packages and an easy-to-use app that gives mobile control of your home or business. Get a text notification when the kids get home from school or be notified if you forgot to set the alarm when you left. You can even get a notification if you didn't close the garage door. For home or office, crime prevention can do it all. Contact your local team at Crime Prevention Security Systems, winners of the best of the best in Gainesville, and the Ethics and Business Award. 
Crime Prevention provides security and life safety with affordable packages and an easy-to-use app that gives mobile control of your home or business. For home or office, Crime Prevention can do it all. Winners are the best of the best.